they will return to their country by another route. That's the verse that I want to speak about today, verse 12, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route, going in a different direction. You may be seated. Going in a different direction. This particular context of scripture is mostly preached around Christmas time. Also, the emphasis in this text is put on Jesus' birth and the gifts that were given to him. But upon reading this content of scriptures, there are several messages that can come from the scriptures, these scriptures. One being what I just mentioned. The other, you can also talk about wise men seek Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. But out of the obedience to the Holy Spirit, I am going to talk to you about going in a different direction. Amen. Look at verse 1. Verse 1 says, after Jesus was born in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Bethlehem. Bethlehem was a place of who's who in the Bible. Bethlehem. And, and Bethlehem, it was where Jacob buried his beloved wife, Rachel, in Bethlehem. Also in Bethlehem, you will see that it was also the place where Ruth met Boaz in Bethlehem. Not only that, King David grew up in Bethlehem. But the most important thing of it, we see today that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. So Bethlehem was a place of who's who in the Bible. Very very small place, not large, not many residents, but it was a place where a lot of prominent individuals spent time or was born in Bethlehem. It says that the Magi's, also known as wise men, came from the east to Jerusalem. Now, I know traditionally during Christmas time when we get the Christmas cards, it shows three. But for your hearing, nowhere in the Bible did it say how many it actually was that visited Jesus. And not only that, on the Christmas cards, we see still in the manger. But upon reading these scriptures, we see here 
that when they went and met Jesus, he was him, his mother and his stepfather was in a house. So Jesus was no longer an infant. He was approximately two years of age. Now, when they visit Bethlehem, it was during the time of King Herod, a very wicked man, very evil man. His dad was Herod the Great. Y'all know then this particular person was Herod Antipas. He was the one that beheaded John the Baptist and also gave Jesus a hard time doing Jesus' reign on earth. I'm going to write about it. Now, these wise men, it doesn't say no more than they came from the east and they went to Jerusalem. Am I right? And they asked in verse 2, where is the one who had been born king of the Jews? What a question to ask a very insecure king, a man that has had his own kids killed because they were threatening his kingship. So you can imagine what went through this king's mind when this question was proposed to him. Where is the king of Jews? And look what the reason they wanted to know. It says, we saw his star when it rose and we have come to what? Worship him. Here, these folks, these wise men traveled from the east some 2,000 miles to come and worship Jesus. And we had folks living right around the corner from Jesus that had a problem with making their way to a place to worship Jesus. I come by to tell you, see, when your heart is on Jesus, it doesn't matter where you are or what your proximity is. You're going to make your way to worship him. Am I right? You're not going to have to be motivated no more than just for the reason because you love the man. Am I right about it? They came to worship Jesus. Look at verse 3. When King Herod heard this, he was what? Disturbed. But see, the thing was stood out. To me is that not only was he disturbed, it says, and all Jerusalem with him. Now, Jesus not having even stepped on the scene, as you think. And here we got distraction and problems already. Yeah, some of them were disturbed in Jerusalem. Some was disturbed because they didn't want to hear the truth. The other one was disturbed because they had been seeking deliverance, y'all, from sin bondage for a very long time. He said, I didn't come for you to, in so many words, to love you. I come to put mother against children, daddy against children. Wherever Jesus is, there is going to be problems. One way or another. Am I right about it? One way or another. In other words, when Jesus comes, he shakes the house up. Am I right about it? Yeah, see, some folks ain't going to want to hear him. Some folks ain't going to want to hear the truth. They're going to be disturbed. But some folks, they're going to, hey, I've been looking for you for a long time. Am I right about it? Yeah, yeah, I'm almost. When he had called together, verse 4, all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. Jesus' arrival wasn't by chance. It wasn't a surprise. 
It was well predicted way over in the book of Micah, the fifth chapter, the second verse. It told precisely where he was going to be born at. Am I right about it? So these chief priests and these scribes had knowledge of the situation prior to it happening. You know, it is dangerous to know and don't do compared to not knowing and not doing. Am I right? In other words, if you know Jesus is the Savior, he is the one that was sent to deliver us from the bondage of sin. And if you don't give yourself totally to him, well, hey, you are hell at a higher level. Am I right? I come by to tell you, preachers, teachers, directors, and whatever, it is dangerous for you to know and don't do compared to not knowing and doing. These scribes and these Pharisees, they knew exactly where he was going to be born. So they told Herod, look at verse 6, But you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. This was predicted way over in the what? Old Testament. Look at verse 7. Then Herod called the Magi secretly. That should have, a red flag should have went off there when it says secretly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Come here, I got something I want to tell you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Tell me out loud. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want everybody to hear what you got to say. Y'all, y'all, know, y'all know folks like that? Yeah, yeah. I, let me call you tonight, I got something to tell you. Y'all, y'all know about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come here, come here, Major. Let me tell you something secret. I don't want these scribes and folks to know about this. This is between you and me. Yeah, am I right about it? You know how you deal with that? What you call them told me. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah they, they told me, yeah. They ain't gonna tell you no more. They ain't gonna be secret. They called the Major secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. Verse 8. He sent them to where? Bethlehem. Y'all see that? He sent them to where? And said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go. And what? I'm not a scholar. I don't even like the suffix doctor in front of my name. I'm common, plain person. But I can read between this line. Am I right? Now you telling me to tell you where he's at and you just inquire from your folks and they just told you where he was. Why the heck you need for me to tell you what they already told you? Y- y'all with me on that? Yeah, why you need for me to tell you where people that specializes in this area have told you where he's at, where he's at. Something is up. Don't make sense. Yeah, something don't smell right here, Herod. You got an under, underlying motive behind you. Yeah, am I right about it? And that's how a lot of us are. You know, the reason we do things for God is an underlying motive. It's not so much you want to give him all of you, 
You're looking for more out of him than you're willing to give him yourself. You're on the line, molded. Why are you serving Oasis? Are you serving the Oasis because you love the Lord? Or do you have an underlying motive because you want your name and lights? Or, or your, your name written in the book of life? What's your underlying motive? Yeah, I read a book when Jezebel visits the church. What is your underlying motive? Do you love the Lord more than you love yourself? What is your purpose? Is your purpose to advance God's kingdom or to advance your agenda? Y'all don't hear me? Yeah. Herod had an underlying motive. If he wanted to go worship Jesus, he could have went. He was the king. He had access to rapid transportation. Am I right about it? He had, he had access to the best intel social media system at that time. So why would he need strangers from the east that probably didn't know anything about the Lord to come tell him where the Lord is and what the Lord is all about? See, that's the way the devil operates. Yeah, yeah, the devil have you painting that, that, that pretty smile and that holy denial disposition. And, but in reality, you just like Herod, your, 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 your motive is not to worship the Lord. Your motive is to tear his kingdom down. Am I right about it? Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that I know what Jesus is all about. And, and, and here are these men coming from 2,000 miles following a star trying to make their way. To the Savior. It says to me, if you seek him, you will find him. A reason a lot of us don't have him in our life is because we are not seeking him. We want to seek him only on Sundays and don't worry about him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Matter of fact, some of us, we stop seeking him as soon as the devotion and the a missile, this missile is done. Am I right about it? Yeah. We can't just be a part-time seeker of Jesus. He has to be a full-time motive in your life. Am I right about it? Yeah, I know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, how can you say you seek in Jesus out of 24 hours? You give him five seconds. In a day, am I right about it? How can you say you're seeking Jesus when you don't even love your your neighbor, the one that you have seen, and you're talking about you love him that you have not seen? How can you say you're seeking Jesus when you wake up in the morning and say, I don't feel like going to church this morning? Yeah, I'm just going to lay in my bed, but I guarantee on Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, when that alarm clock go off, you're up and you're gone. And don't be running late. You know what you're going to do. You ain't going to worry about no safety violations. You're going to make your way to work. But I come by to tell you today that God has been too good to you. God is the reason that you got that job. God is the reason that you're still 
in your right frame of mind. Am I right about it? God allowed you to wake up this morning and get yourself out of bed. And not only did you wake up, but you went to the closet and you had some clothes to put on your back. You went to the refrigerator and you had some food. Am I right about it? You know what else I like about these wise men? When they found Jesus, look what they did in concession. They entered. Am I right about it? When they entered, they bowed down to the Lord. When they bowed down to the Lord, they gave. Am I right about it? Some of us, we got to uh, motivate you to enter. Am I right about it? And when you enter, you're moving like one of them snails on a cool morning. You know what I'm talking about? Am I right about it? And when you get in here, you're not bowing down to him. Am I right about it? And you sure have a problem with giving. Am I right about it? And what I like about these wise men, they didn't just pick up items along their way at garage sales. They gave him their very best. Am I right about it? How can you give somebody the least of you that has done everything for you? Am I right about it? I come by to tell you money didn't die on that cross. Am I right about it? I come by to tell you that your homeboy didn't die on that cross. I come by to tell you that honey boo didn't die on that cross. Am I right about it? I come by to tell you that Uncle Paul Paul and so so and Mama didn't die on that cross. But it was Jesus, it was Jesus that died on that cross. Am I right about it? Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. They gave, they gave him their very best. Am I right about it? And after they gave, they worship him. In other words, they enter his house with thanksgiving. Am I right about it? And not only did they worship him, but they obeyed him. Yeah, Lord, I'm not trying to beat up on nobody this morning. I'm only trying to help somebody. I'm trying to see, show you that you may have your priorities messed up. Am I right about it? I come by to tell you, nobody, nobody will stick with you like Jesus does. Am I right about it? They'll say they'll be with you when you're down. But try it. Some of y'all been there. They'll give you as much love as you give them. Are y'all going to pray with me? But I come by to tell you that Jesus told you he'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. Reminisce on this for a while. Have there ever been times in your life that person you thought you can depend on? Has there ever been times in your life when you thought 
You can depend on the money in your pocket. Have there ever been times in your life that you thought that you're going to retire off that job? Am I right about it? But then the job let you down. Then the money run out. Then that friend left you all by yourself. But as soon as you got on your knees and you call on that one that you left way back yonder and you said, Lord, I need you right now. Am I right? He didn't throw in your face. You remember when you left me? You remember how you treated me? But what he did, he came through right on time. Yeah, Lord, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that I know what the Lord can do. Yeah, Lord, these wise men went into the house of the Lord, praising him, worshiping him, and giving him the best. Yeah, Lord, but something happened to them when they got ready to leave. Am I right? The Spirit of the Lord said, don't go back in that direction. You need to take a different route. Am I right about it? You remember when you was in chain, the world beating you down and beating you up. No place to stay, hungry, running behind, whatever it was. Am I right about it? But as soon as you made your way to the house of the Lord and said, Jesus, take my heart. When you left that place, you wasn't the same as you was when you entered. Am I right? These wise men came one way seeking Jesus and left a different way once they found him. Are y'all going to pray with me? You'll change when you put your hands and your heart in Jesus' hand. You're not going to stay the same. Something comes over you. You don't walk like you used to walk. You don't think like you used to think. You don't talk like you used to talk. Some of those things you used to do cease to exist. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. When you meet Jesus, you go a different route. You don't run with those folks like you used to run with. Am I right about it? Some of those songs you used to listen to, you take them off your radio. Some of those shows you used to look at, you take them off the TV. Some of those folks you used to hate, you found a way to love them. Am I right about it? At one time, you may have been selfish, but now you look for opportunities to share. Are y'all going to pray with me? Yeah, Lord, I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. I'm not satisfied where I'm at right now. But I tell you one thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to press on. 
press on through the fire. I'm gonna press on through the storm. Sometimes the road get a little rough. Yeah, Lord. Sometimes those struggles knock me down. But I'm glad, I'm glad when I get knocked down that my Jesus, my Jesus is not far behind. And before I fall to rock bottom, Jesus is right there and he picked me up. Sometimes when he picked me up, I'm not able to walk because of the weakness. So he put me on his shoulder and he carried me so I can walk by myself. Yea, through I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not fear because goodness and mercy is right there with me. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. When you meet Jesus, you don't go in the same direction. Your direction change. Your life takes a change. You don't go the same and doing the same things you used to do. If you are, your visit with Jesus was brief. Or you went with him with the wrong purpose and the wrong motive. Am I right? I come by to tell you people that there's no way possible if you go to Jesus with the right motives and the right perspectives in the right manner, your life will change. Now, I said that to say this. Some of y'all may not want to change. More power to the people. That's what I say. I can't make you change. I can preach now until Jesus' second coming. If you don't want to change, you're not going to change. You're going to continue doing it your way. But I come by to tell you there are circumstances and there are consequences behind your decisions. There's consequences. Don't blame nobody else. Don't blame nobody else but yourself. Because nobody made you do it. Even God, even when he created this thing and put order in place, he gave man a free will to make decisions. He said, led on this end, this is the way it's going to be. And on this end, it's the way it's going to be. Now it's your choice. If you say you're tired, of your life and you want to change I mean sincerely from your heart not just lip service but sincere changes if you're tired you need to give your life to Jesus and giving your life to Jesus is not just coming down here on Sunday morning you got to give him you got to give him your, your talents your tithes in your time you got to put some work into it but we want microwavable service. What I'm saying, I'm, I'm tired of watching you allowing the devil to beat you all upside your head. Because he don't want to do nothing but kill, steal, and destroy. 
I'm tired of so many homes that are broken. I'm tired of so many of our young folks in, in trouble. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of so much hate towards one another. And I'm talking about children of God. The Bible says, how do you know that you are my disciples? By the love that you show for one another. I'm tired, I'm tired. Every time God gets us to a certain level, we allow the devils to break us all down. I'm just tired, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of talking about it. It's time to do something about it. That's the way I feel this morning. I'm tired. I'm tired of playing church. Time to get serious with your walk with the Lord. I'm being serious. Your walk with the Lord. And I'm almost through. Your walk with the Lord is not what you want to do. Or how you want to do it. It's what he wants you to do. It's his way. No way. You can't pick and choose how you want to serve him. You can't do it. You can't give him a portion of your life. He want all of you. We can't justify wrong. I don't care how you try to do it. You can't justify it. In the court system, they have loopholes. And those loopholes are how much money you have and who you know. But in the Bible, I don't care how much money you have or who you know. What his way says is the way it is. And if you're not doing it his way, I don't care who you have representing you. It's wrong. You can't negotiate with the Lord. You can't negotiate with him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.